Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502! What's going down, people? It is a beautiful Saturday, June 4th, 2022. It's your boy Rashawn Myers coming to you live and direct from the palatial studios of WXVW Big X Sports Radio. And today, all of our music is going to be dedicated to our man, our good friend, unfortunately, uh, passed away this week the legend that is Douglas our um, astute producer uh, and uh, did so many amazing things uh, to help myself you know personally out and just always um, a very very um, personable guy had the, the, the velvet voice uh, just an awesome dude uh, so we're gonna be doing uh, a lot of classic rock uh, today uh, because Haven Harrington, who's, of course, also in studio with us, uh, as always, the esteemed one himself. D- Douglas, uh, Haven, if there's one thing we can say, I can say about Douglas is that he definitely just uh, reeked of classic rock. <laughs> he, that was his that was his thing, man. Man, classic rock and hair metal, baby. You we had a long it. conversation one day after the show about that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I'd love for ACDC. Yes. Slayer, Def Leppard. So, uh, yeah. 
So, you know, that's that's definitely going to be the vibe today as a big-time tribute uh, to Douglas and um, everything that, that he's meant to this station and, and meant to, um, you know, myself. Uh, he's the guy who uh, trained me, uh, you know, like everybody always hears uh, me talk about uh, the fact that, you know, not only do I um, host the show, uh, but I, I also do all the producing. And, you know, I started out, uh, on Mason and Myers in the morning, uh, getting trained on how to do the production, and Douglas has been—he uh, was essential in assisting me get that whole get all get my handles together to be able to to do all these great things. So, um, just a, a a big loss and um, someone who will be dearly, dearly missed. Um, so we have so many things to get into this week, Haven. Um, a lot of things happening. The NBA Finals are here um it is going down boston and golden state uh played an epic game one on thursday night um game two coming up on sunday which i don't like having uh two days off in between games i think that they need to keep the same rotation that they had for every other round of the playoffs where it's one day off and then you're back playing i don't like this two days off it just the nba uh, is trying to milk it for all it's worth but to, you know, two days off in between games throws off the rhythm. I mean, of everything else that these guys do all year. Um, but we're going to get into that. Um, we have a new permanent athletic director. Um, we'll find out if anyone on this show cares. <laughs> uh, as a, Here's a hint. I really don't. <laughs> but we'll talk about that and, and what that means or what that does not mean. Uh, we are still awaiting uh, news of anybody uh, that is deciding to join uh, the University of Louisville and take any one of Kenny Payne's four scholarships that he still has out there. Um, we may get some uh, get some updates on that this week. Um, so we'll see what ha and we'll talk about that. Um, of course, the uh, University of Louisville football um is is right now paramount forefront those guys are into summer uh workouts they are posting videos um they are uh getting ready and then of course we had move in day uh for uh the basketball team uh this past monday uh we got to see all the the, the, the tearful videos of guys coming being dropped off for their first day of school <laughs> like little elementary school kids uh, as as uh, you know, those guys started to uh, make their way um, to get ready for that journey with uh, Kenny Payne. Uh, so we're going to get into that and, and many more things. Uh, but I would say that you know the the <laughs> we'll go ahead and start with the story that I feel like is a non-story that is everybody wants to talk about it and everybody wants to talk about the fact that you know University of Louisville did announce uh, Josh Hurt uh, as the permanent athletic director of the university of louisville um josh of course had been on the job for several months now the last six to eight months um helping uh to lead uh the program after um the uh i don't know if it was resignation or whatever it was from vince tyree i the, the, the bamboozlement i i don't really know what to call whatever that happened with neely bendapudi and and vince tyree um but 
uh, Vince basically handed in his walking papers and, and Josh took over. Um, we know that Josh is a guy who um, was brought into the university in the athletic department under Tom Jurich when he first got started. Um, he left uh, the University of Louisville, spent time at Villanova um, uh, as their athletic uh, associate athletic director there um, before coming back and working under uh, Vince Tyree until he, of course, took over after Tyree stepped down. Um, and has done a good job since he's been there. Um, he uh, was very firm on his commitment, uh, like it or not, to Scott Satterfield, the football coach. Uh, we know that that was, of course, uh, ultimately Vince Tyree and Neely Bendapudi's decision to hold on and retain Satterfield. But uh, Josh is the guy who took the bullets. He's the guy who stood up there after the decision was made to retain the coach. That was uh, Haven. I would say like that. That is definitely trial by fire uh, for starting your even as a interim tenure to have to come out and answer the questions for why you kept a very unpopular head coach. <laughs> well, you know, in Josh's, I'm going to say in defense, but but one of the things that really helped Josh with that was that that was really Vince and Neely's doing. So he could pretty much just rubber stamp what they did and be, and was pretty much like got a, got a jail free card for that. Well, but but I, I think that when he answered the questions, he didn't answer the questions like that was them. Like, he seemed to just kind of firmly stand up there and say, this is what we want to do. This is why we made the decision, and this is why. It wasn't like I didn't get the feeling from him in that introductory press conference talking about that decision. I didn't get the the passing the buck, if that, if that's, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, he seems to, like, really stand up and deliver and, and be like, yeah, this is why this is why we did this, and this is the decision that was made. You know, does that make sense? Like he was very firm, and it, I, I didn't get the feeling that it was like, yeah, I don't really know what they're doing, but this is what we decided to do. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, but yeah, yeah, I didn't you know, it, it definitely wasn't a passing the buck thing, but for him, he's in a a no lose situation because if it all fails, he was like, well, you know, it's not my dude anyway. I go <laughs> get my dude. If it succeeds, that's my dude. Yeah, I mean, so like you're in a win and win situation. So yeah, ride it out. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's, I mean that that makes it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know that that you can go out there and and you get that that buffer there, uh, but you know that only lasts uh, so long. Uh, and, and you know that definitely the football program is on the clock. And, and you know, of course, since that introductory press conference about you know the reasonings behind. Uh, uh, retaining Satterfield, and then of course uh, the announcement that there was going to be uh, some additional recruiting staff added, uh, which was a um, you know a, a big deal um, and a big uh, um, they, they made a whole lot out of that, and really nobody knew what that meant. Saying that okay, well we got some additional people to. Uh, to work in the recruiting department. And then, lo and behold, we have the big commitment of Pierce Clarkson, and we know the football mania that happened since then. So uh, from that end, that, that definitely got Josh off to a good start with building some momentum with the football program, um, and that helped kind of ease some things there, at least until the season starts. And then you turn around after that, and um, uh, you have the Kenny Payne hire, um, and, you know, Kenny Payne was the guy that everybody wanted. And um, it sounds simple. And I know some people don't necessarily want to give him a ton of credit because um, people look at Kenny Payne as the no brain hire. I think that Kenny Payne was actually the more ambitious 
higher because that was not the guy necessarily I thought should have been. Uh, you know, I, 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 everybody knows I was not a fan of bringing in a, a first-time head coach, um, but we definitely understood uh, the reasonings behind it. We understood this was going to be a big fan favorite or uh, something that would go a lot, a long ways towards um, being bringing in the guy that that most folks wanted. Um, and you know, I think that. Um, while it was what some consider to be the no-brain hire, I do think that it was an ambitious decision. Um, we'll see how good that turns out. But definitely for right now, um, Josh Hurd is hitting all the right notes with the largest majorities of people um, between the footballs, uh, football teams. Um, uh, I don't want to say supposed momentum, but off-season momentum that they've gained both on the recruiting trails with the co- the coaches that they brought in to assist the team, as well as the, in the transfer market. There's a lot of momentum with the football program. With the basketball program, there's been a lot of momentum that's been built since the hire of Kenny Payne, um, being able to you know bring in already one five-star transfer, getting a lot of hype around the team, uh, getting a, another former LSU commitment to be a big part of it and keeping all your key um, portions of the basketball team coming back uh, in L. Ellis and Sidney Curry uh, as their main guys as well as Jalen Withers being able to keep and retain those guys there's a lot of momentum so I I think that so far um, everything I don't have any issue uh, with Josh Hurd but of course we did have some people Haven that had some issues (laughs) with Josh Hurd we had a letter that that was pinned or typed up hastily, not, hastily and not very, um, not not very well, coming out in ardent support um, of Tom Jurich. We know that there, there have been some some Tom Jurich love and some Tom Jurich uh, uh, support uh, through this whole process. And unfortunately, after the decision was made to. Go with Josh Hurd instead of just the 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 Tom Jurich folks allowing that decision to be made and just being like, okay, well, this is what you know, this is this is what he is, and we're just going to move forward from there. They decided to write a letter, and they decided to write a letter responding to the hire of Josh Hurd. First of all, the Haven, like. Does it matter? Like, do, do you care? Like, is is it important? Like, what 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 do you think of? Like, is the Tom George conversation even a conversation? You know, I get it. You know, like these are big time, like big, big time boosters of the program. You know, so I, I get the heavy weight, the heaviness, and the magnitude of the letter coming from some of your biggest most money supporters uh, voicing their displeasure. Josh heard uh, the process of, of hiring him or the lack thereof process of, of hiring him. And why didn't they look at Tom George? Like, why wasn't Tom given the first crack at the job, especially after everything he's done for University of Louisville? So, you know, I, I get the seriousness, to, you know, and the magnitude of that, especially you got Lonnie Ali, uh, you know, Mark Lynn and all these big money guys behind it. I get it, but, but dude, move on. I mean, good lord, like move on. 
It didn't have the whole thing if George really didn't send his resume in to be reviewed or he didn't, you know, contact him. He had to sign an NDA. He didn't sign an NDA. Nobody knows if he signed an NDA or not. Let it go, okay? Just let it, it's, it's over. That that era of, of Louisville basketball, of Louisville sports, is over, okay? The Patino, George era, Ramsey era, it's over. It's over. We moved on. It's time for everybody to just kind of move on. Turn the page. Let's get some new blood in here, some new thinking. I mean, it's his a Tom George protege. Is is that's not enough? And and I'm not saying that we should ignore Tom and poo-poo Tom. No. We should definitely name a street after Tom, name a building after Tom, invite Tom back to bust a bottle of champagne on his new building or whatever you do when you, <laughs> when you break in new buildings, cut the ribbon, all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, bring him back for that. I mean, the Tom just more a parking lot or something, whatever. Bring him back for that. You know, you say that busting the bottle. I, I always think about that commercial where the guy has the champagne bottle and he was about to swing it. They're like, stop! The champagne is not Corbell. <laughs> <laughs> That's but you know, but you know, <laughs> you, you know like, 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 you can bring Tom back for that sort of stuff, but just let it go. Yeah, I, I mean, it's tough, just man. Let it go. I mean, I, I, I understand everything that Tom has done for this university, but let's be honest: if Tom came back right now, one, he would hate it because he would actually have oversight. You know, he couldn't do things the way he did things when he was here. There'd be no way in the world he could just hire coaches and not tell anybody he's hiring coaches. There's no way that he can negotiate deals with Adidas and not let anybody know he's negotiating a deal with with Adidas. You know, like those things he couldn't do anymore. The man just wouldn't have this free reign to just do whatever he wanted, when he wanted, and how he wanted, and then have access to unlimited sums of money. He would actually have to work within the budget of the athletic department. You know, it's, it's a completely different world out there. Just let it go. Yeah, and and it's funny because uh, and if you want to get in uh, with your thoughts on this, Thornton's text line is wide open five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You can text in your thoughts. Love to hear um, your thoughts on that um, or anything else. Uh, but you know, I was talking to my dad actually as we were driving over here this morning, um, and you know, he was asking about uh, the the hire and my thoughts on it. And the thing I said is that um, Tom Church is a relic of an old war um he was like the general that you needed during war times to help lead your troops and to be that shrewd aggressive um you know tactician to get the university of louisville through uh those difficult times and to a position uh to where you are a strong nation um, but the thing is, is that while you need a general in war times and peace times, you need diplomacy and you need diplomats, you need politicians, you need somebody who can, um, work with other people well and, and do that dance. I personally don't feel like that's Tom George's strong suit is being, uh, playing the political game and, and being di- uh, diplomatic. <laughs> like that's not really what jumps out to me when I think of Tom Jerry. So, you know, while in war times you need that, that shrewd general in peace times, you need more of a diplomat and more, more of a politician. And, and I think that Tom, what Tom, what made Tom great um, is not necessarily what the university of Louisville needs. Now they're already in the ACC. They already have um, the, the majority of their campus built. They already have um, that, that uh, triple, uh, you know, that's that uh, nine digit, um, uh, endowment uh, in, in, well the, 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 not the endowment but the um, 
sa- not not salary. What's the, for, for the uh, sport athletic department um, budget? Budget. Thank you. Uh, they already have a, a nine digit budget. Um, you know, so th- they they've done and achieved all the things that so- that Tom set out to do. But now it's not about kingdom building as much as it is more about kingdom maintenance and, and improvements. Um, and when that's the difference. Um, you need a different type of person. So you can be appreciative and understanding and thankful for all, everything that Tom Jurich did. Um, but now it's time for something different. And I think that Josh has shown the ability to be forthright. He's shown the ability to go out and speak to people. He's shown the ability to seemingly be pretty diplomatic in the way he's handled things so far. And I think that's what the university needs. Uh, the, the best athletic departments and the best, best sports uh, college sports programs you don't even really know who the athletic director is um and and that's what we need we need somebody to be behind the scenes do the fundraising um when there is a need for changes at the coaching positions do a a thorough search and then hire the best guy and keep it moving And, and that's what the university of louisville needs and i think that josh can give that we don't need that dynamic shrewd um iron fisted leader anymore like that just isn't where we are this is not I mean, cold war russia i mean it's not where we are but we can't this is not only not where we are but the way things have changed so much at the university of louisville it's, it's something that can't happen anymore you know and i've tried to explain to several people who come to me it's like man we need time back and i had to keep explaining to my over and over again so you don't understand the things that made like you said the things that made tom great in terms of building this program like he can't do like like he can no longer hide athletic budget shortfalls, <laughs> and it's not and it's not necessary. Yeah. Like it's I mean, not it's yeah, not I mean, needed. It's, it's like those things you can't do. Like you can't go on spending sprees and then hide your shortfalls in other pockets of money around the university anymore. You you just, you just can't do that. Like like you can't tap into other funds outside the athletic department like you used to. I mean those things you just you just can't do anymore. Like you just can't go and just randomly hire coaches <laughs> without any type of search firm or talking to anybody else but yourself and being yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to hire this dude. And, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Our, our girl, Didi, is, is checking in on the text line, uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. She says, uh, you fellas nailed it on t- uh, TJ. My thoughts exactly. Move on. And, and I think that's like, to me, Didi's response right there is what I feel pretty much everybody for the most part, outside of a few people that, that cash big checks for, for the University of Louisville, which I, I, I understand those folks um, definitely need to have a voice. Um, it's important. Our big money donors do a lot to um, grow, uh, and they have done a lot of things to put names and, uh, you know, big time heavyweight uh momentum behind the university i just hope and this is my biggest hope is that you are a bigger fan like i hope that your biggest agenda and biggest want is for the success of the university of louisville because that's at the end of the day what it's supposed to be about the university of louisville i don't care whether it's football basketball or athletic department as a whole it's never supposed to be about one man it, the, the, the university is bigger than Tom Jurich. The university is bigger than Rick Pitino. The uni, university level is bigger than Bobby Petrino. It was never about those guys. It was always about the university of Louisville. Those guys wanted it to be about them, and, and that's one of the things that made them great. But at the end of the day, 
understand that you are not bigger than the university. So I hope that these boosters and these donors um, understand and remember and their passion for the University of Louisville is not lessened and that they don't take their support away because I feel like Louisville is in a good spot and I feel like things are ready to move forward, but we need um, everybody um, to get this thing where it needs to go. But now one aspect of all this that really hasn't gotten its due and really hasn't been talked about a lot is the victory lap that one Denny Crumb is probably running right now (laughs) around the Yum Center. And we can talk about that after the break. (laughs) About how Denny, just like he does in Vegas, just cashed in, baby. (laughs) He just had to go there. Wow. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. (laughs) You are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Heaven Harrington here in studio. Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, 96.1 FM, uh, 1450 AM. This is a... uh, Douglas, the producer, morning, and uh, we'll be right back on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers. It's going down on a Saturday, uh, not afternoon yet, still Saturday morning, uh, bringing you and rocking you into your weekend here on WXVW Big X Sports Radio. I've got so many great things to talk about, so many great things going on. Haven Harrington throwing bombs and <laughs> throwing shots. Haven's always, Haven, I, I give you one thing. One thing I have learned about you, my brother, over the years is that you are a, a king of verbal judo. <laughs> you always find a way to throw them a little quick shots in and people don't even know which one of y'all kick me. <laughs> 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 but uh, 
Talking about uh, the Tom Jurich situation, talking about the fact that, first of all, congratulations, Josh Hurd, man. Like, you've done everything. I don't have any complaints with you. I don't know you personally. Um, I have not spoken with you as of yet. I'm sure we will see you um, at the golf scramble coming up here in about a month and a half, and we'll see you at at plenty of different uh, events moving forward. Um, So, you know, but I I don't know you. I know that there was definitely some politicking from some – uh, so from from some folks, uh, one Jared Stillman, former ESPN radio employee, uh, who's down in Nashville now, was a very big fan of Josh Hurd, and uh, you know we we definitely got to hear a lot about how great Josh was, and that I don't know that 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 turned some people off, I guess you know that there was just so much politicking for him, and uh, you know the thoughts that you know maybe they were going to get access or whatever. I don't really care. Uh, you know, the University of Louisville has always been awesome to the main event sports show. They've been awesome to myself. Um, and, Haven, I don't want to speak for you, but, I mean, the – Regardless of who's in charge, the university's always been pretty good to us, so I don't really have much to complain about. All hell to Victor, Denny Crumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know – I mean, no, what? I'm sure that, that Denny probably no, you know, let's be honest. Lit up no, a... no, no, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Denny is beyond ecstatic. <laughs> he is beyond ecstatic. I mean, think Denny about and Bob Alvano are probably. I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that dude has sealed a complete and utter victory. Listen to Bobby V. I could literally hear his smile through the radio. <laughs> I mean, a complete and total victory. He's like, Patino went out in disgrace. He still hasn't touched my legacy. I'm still the greatest basketball coach in University of Louisville's history, and it's not even close. Tom, the guy who ran me out of here, is gone in, in disgrace. <laughs> Tell between his legs, he's out of here. And now the new head coach is my man myself, the man I coached, the man I brought up and mentored. Kenny Payne's the new head coach. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I'm going to watch him play on a Denny Crumb court. <laughs> Front row seats in the Elmer Center, and all my 80s and 86 basketball players and teammates, all the 80s, they were, they were ignored by the Patino, George administration. Well, I want to come back victorious. You know, it's funny because I, I, I don't know who, who wrote the tweet, um, but the, somebody wrote a tweet out, um, and texters, you can always help me out. Thorns text on 502-414-1450. Uh, but somebody wrote a text out and said uh, – um, Tom Judge went from a guy who probably could have had a statue for what he did, even though the end was a little bit more awkward. And, you know, it's funny how uh, things repeat themselves, but it was kind of like a quote-unquote forced retirement, kind of like the same forced retirement that he he placed on Denny Crumb. Um, But after his forced retirement, it could have been something to where if if the cards were played right, it could have been seen as a celebration of his accomplishments, and he could have had a statue built or had a wing named after him and uh, just graciously graciously bowed out. and instead, uh, I don't know if it was his emissaries uh, or his acolytes or what, but they they decided to choose the fight <laughs> rather than accepting what happened and moving on. And because of that, he goes from being a guy who um, who could have had um, some some celebrations around his name and his accomplishments. Now it's almost like an awkward thing. I mean, you know, to like, it's like I'm, honestly, your honestly, old girl just keeps trying to hang around. It's like, uh, hey. Honestly, now look, if we're being honest, if, now I'm going to say we're being honest. If I was a betting man, yes. I would put money that Tom was 
actively ginning people up, telling people I want to come back, let's make this happen. But I'm not going to interview because I don't have to. You know who I am. Just hire me. Yeah. And, and put all those people in motion. And it, it all failed. And Denny right now is in some places, like I said, just laughing away. He's probably still he probably hasn't stopped laughing like since this whole thing started. <laughs> you know. I mean honestly, I mean like like even like Chris Mack's flaming out because Chris Mack was the guy that Tom George is gonna hire anyway. Right? Like that was like Tom George is gonna be like next basketball hire. It was gonna be Chris Mack. So to have the Chris Mack flame out the way he did and return it. I mean, this is, I mean, can you think of like a better redemption arc for Denny than this? <laughs> I don't think Denny was an anti-Chris Mack, though, dude. Though, I'm not like. saying it's anti-Chris <laughs> Mack, but he also knows that was Tom's dude. So, you know, that's just like, just like poking a bear while he's dead or something. He's just like, I'm going to still kick him while he's down. <laughs> Like, don't put Denny's don't, don't don't act like Denny was just sitting there hating on all the coaches. Of course no. he was. <laughs> you can see on Denny's face on the sidelines. Every time, every, every time I invited so Denny back, every so time they invited mean. Denny back, you could every time the camera panned down Denny, he was in disgust. <laughs> every time a Ripetino was on the sidelines, George is walking around and they panned the camera over to Denny. He was never happy. <laughs> he always had that look. That's like, just the way Denny's face looks. No, man. it's not. <laughs> when Kenny Payne came off that plane, when Kenny Payne jumped <laughs> off that plane, Denny was all hugs and kisses. <laughs> he got his bell bombs out the closet. He was ready to go. He got the platforms back. He was like, yes. The butterfly collar. He got the butterfly collar. He's like, watch out there now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you are the, I'm, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're, right, you're right. He definitely had a little pep in his step. Dude, you know he was salt the whole time Patina was coach. He was salty. <laughs> He was like old school Johnny's commercial, Denny. He looked like uh, <laughs> he like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. He was a salty the the whole time. I, now he's like it, excellent. I'm, I'm go, back to the, the text lines. Back to the Thor's text line where Haven is not just being foolish as always. Uh, Dee says exactly. Have Coach Crumb, the last man standing. Take that well deserved victory lap, Coach. She agrees with you, Have. That's what he's doing. He's, he's taking that victory lap. The man put a championship belt on. It's like, ha! I won Survivor Series. I won the Money in the Bank contest. I'm cashing in right now. I'm cashing for Man Kenny Payne. And, hey, you know what? Big ups to Denny. I'm like, like, like big ups to Denny. He's the last man standing. He's, he's outlived everybody. Uh, you know, Denny, this bud's for you. You know, you know when, when, when Denny... Um <laughs> at at the start of this whole thing, it definitely it, it was, it's been a while. It's been a while since everything transpired back when Rick was brought in. What two thousand one? Yep. Um, and you know that Denny had a, a nice long tenure. Um, but it's it was one of those things where I I don't I did not think here sitting in twenty twenty two that. Then he was still, you know, then he was going to have his, yeah, he was going to have his return. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't want to say he's like uh, a Palpatine <laughs> showing back up like <laughs> there are very mysterious weeds on the dark side, <laughs> but I'm still here. But no, <laughs> I mean, it, it is funny that 20 years later. Uh, Denny is the dude that seems to be getting the last lap. That is just very interesting. I'm telling you, the man put a championship belt on. He won the money in the bank. He cashed in. 
Yeah, you I know, Survivor Series. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, and we're gonna go ahead and hit up the uh, the Thornton's, uh, not the Thornton's text line, the Wake Up Five Hundred Two Buzz Line. We're gonna go ahead to our main man Wayne. Wayne, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Sean and Haven, my two favorite brothers. How you guys doing today? Doing real good, man. Doing well, man. Good, good. good. Let me let me turn this speaker off. Yeah, um, I'm listening as always, and. Uh, the the I got to speak out on this Tom Jewish foolishness. What position? Even though he did a, he did a great, a great work in Louisville, nobody's denying that. But what makes him think that he can just come in, no interview, no nothing? Nobody does that. I don't care who it is. You and I couldn't do it, even though if we did a great work. But it's just like even even if the, if it was the president, it's a process. And you can't, mm-hmm. you cannot bypass that. And, and all these people just raising all this cane. None of them have spoke on that. Not one of them. Well, he should have. No, he shouldn't have got nothing. If he was, if he was serious, he would have did the process. So obviously, since he didn't do that, he was not serious. So he's done and gone. Uh, we, we, everybody appreciates what he did. He did a great work. He, it's no, no denying that. But. He didn't do the process. He knew the routine, and he felt that he was above that, bigger than that. So you got to get the stepping. If you don't want to do what's required, get get out, get gone, and that's that's what happened. And they can't stand it. And and I was really the the, the thing that that uh, that that got me though. I was I was really shocked at Lonnie Ali being on that on that foolishness. I was shocked. That was a shocker. Yeah. But everybody's got their own opinion. You know, and 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 everybody got a right to speak to their own man. I don't, I don't uh, begrudge anybody, but you got to be realistic, and you got to, when you speak, you got to have all your ducks in a row, and you got to be honest, and you got to be transparent, and you better be right. That that's you know that's all I'm going to say on that. And uh, Josh Hurd got the position; he earned it, and 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 we're ready to move forward and do do greater works, like he was talking about. We want to win more championships, and and he's the one that can get us there. You know, you've got the coaches in place. Now, all, now all that needs to happen is to make it happen, and that that's what I'm I'm looking forward to. And and one of the things, and like uh, as far as uh, Satterfield goes, he's doing the great work on the recruiting trail. And then of course you got the haters. Well, how's he getting all these players? He getting them the same way anybody else does. Well, he's he's got to be cheap. No, the man is not cheating. Louisville's been through enough scandals. Why would you want to jeopardize that with some some more foolishness? That's ignorant, and that just shows you the mentality of of some folk. You know, it, 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 he he's doing what he needs to do, and then like I and like I've always said, anytime a kid comes to the University of Louisville and they see what's in place, why would you say no? The only reason you want to go somewhere else, it, unless you're just. Uh, all that, and you go to USC, Alabama, whatever, you're going to sit on the bench, period. They've already got people in place. So why would you want to be a part? You, the only thing that you can get, and, and that's a biggie, well, you know, you can play for the championship. That's a given. But, you know, Louisville's going to have a chance. It, 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 takes, it takes a lot of work to get to that level. And, and they eventually will get there. But... And, and I got to speak on my man, 
that uh, that left and went to Alabama, Tyler, where, where is he at now? <laughs> so you, you you listen to the wrong people. People get in your head and get in your ear, and you don't think clearly and rationally. And then look look what happened. Now he where is where is he at? Yeah. Nowhere. And that and that's the same because the boy had skills. He was good. He should have kept his butt here and did all he could do and 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 and, and uh, you know made his career better. But he he went for the bright light. And that's just like I tell a lot of I got a lot of a lot of friends that that are cat fans, and I always say that the la la land is over. And I've and I've always said it. If you're good, people will know about you. You don't have to go to UK to to be in the NBA. You can go if you if you got the case in point. Look at look at uh, Jay Moran. Where did he go, Mary? Yeah. <laughs> what did the boy do? And 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 uh, and another another guy that was good with the boy here, uh, Ferran. They killed us. Yeah, Fareed. Yeah. Tremendous rebounder ran me. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Fareed. Kenny Fareed. But yeah. if you're good, people will know about you. You don't have to go to one of the so-called blue bloods. If you're good, you go where you feel comfortable. If you got game, it will show. And then one one other thing, and I'm coming. I was going to ask you guys about this mm-hmm. uh, this uh, uh, Aiden uh, McCord or McCoo. I don't know anything about the kid. He's supposedly oh the transfer from Maryland, Aiden McCoy. Yes, mm-hmm. and I wanted to find out if you guys heard anything else. But as we always say, Sean Hayden, you know you're 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 two of the best, and wherever Joe is, he's not there today. But you guys are the best, and you know I'm always I always enjoy listening to you. And what we say at the end of the day, thank you, fellas, and go Cards. Thanks. There we go. Our man Wayne, always coming strong. Appreciate it, Wayne. Yeah, Aiden McCool uh, is the guy who announced he was transferring uh, to the University of Louisville uh, as a walk-on. Um, don't know much about him. Um, somebody, I saw somebody uh, says called him McLovin, so uh, that was funny. Uh, but I, I don't know much about Aiden. I, you know, he's going to be walking on, so um, I, I don't know his background. Um, but you know, hopefully he can add something. At least if he can be a good practice player, look at these bodies. I mean, they still have four open scholarships. They don't even have enough dudes to run five on five right now. So, like, I need some more people in there. So, if Aiden can do that, I will take it. Uh, text her into the text line. Uh, wake up five zero two. Uh, Thornton's text line uh, 502-414-1450 um, He texted in Said song request Play something by the Doobie Brothers Great convo guys Talk about cards baseball as well Can't believe they lost in the first round of the ACC tournament They did lose in the first round of the ACC tournament But they did not lose The first game of the NCAA tournament Got the big win over Southeast Missouri uh, State uh, So they got off to a, a big start They uh, play again today 4pm Versus the Michigan Wolverines who upset the two-seed Oregon in the uh, Louisville Regional. Um, so Louisville, Michigan coming up at 4 p.m. So we're going to hopefully uh, see Dan McDonald get that win and be one win away from the Super Regional. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. So congratulations to them on that big victory last night, 7-2 over at SEMO. Uh, but you are listening to Wake Up 502 with Sean Myers, Haven Harrington. I saw a call in. Um, caller, if you want to give a call back, 384-1450 um, is the 502 buzz line. If you want to be next in line, if you have text, thoughts, song requests, I'd love to hear them. Wake Up 502. We'll be back. Big Express Radio.
Godinia. And ye shall receive. Welcome back to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers. Joined as always in the studio, Haven Harrington, Little Doobie Brothers. Listen to the music. Classic rock all day long. The texter asked, he said, Play a little Doobie Brothers. I got you, my man. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do on Saturday morning. It's all about good vibes. It's all about good feelings. That's the way we built this brand. And that's what we want to do is just keep you just rolling on your Saturday. Take you in dancing into the weekend. A little bit of sports, a little bit of dancing, a little bit of fun. That's what we do at the main event sports show. That's what we do on Wake Up 502. That's the way we like to live. Welcome back in. Uh, so many things going on on this busy, busy Saturday um, in the summer of june 2022 so many things happen in the world of sports um unfortunately don't have an nba game tonight i would much rather a first of all i don't mind the nine o'clock starts for the basketball i, I would much rather i like the eight o'clock better eight eight thirty um i'm okay with the nine o'clock um tip off um but I don't like the two games uh, or two days in between games. I like if you're going to play on Thursday night, game one, game three should be Saturday night. I mean, I like it better. Um, I like not having to be up as late when I got to get my butt up for work on uh, on Monday morning. Um, I don't know. I just I, it's very odd the way the NBA uh, does their finals product. Like I feel like that they have a nice little groove with every other round of the of the playoffs. I just don't know why you mess with that. Um, but you know we'll get back at it uh, here coming up on uh, Sunday evening uh, as uh, you know game two of the Warriors and the Celtics get rolling. Um, we also have, like we talked about previously, Louisville baseball um, got a big win um, over Southeast Missouri um, on uh, last night. Um, the, the, they did knock off 
um, Simo. Uh, they are getting ready for the Michigan Wolverines. They did not have to throw their starter in game one, um, which was a, uh, a very shrewd move by Dan McDonald, uh, banking that uh, his offense could carry the day. Everybody, as most folks know, if you've been following Louisville baseball, uh, pitching staff has not um, been great this year. Um, so it was a bit of a gamble to go with uh, your number two guy, um, hoping uh, that he would be able to hold up um, and get it done. Um, he did it. Um, uh, Garrett Schmeltz uh, got it done. Uh, they were able to get the win. And now because of that, uh, Louisville sits pretty, um, you know, that they can throw their starter uh, today um, and hopefully uh, find a way to get that uh, get that win uh, if, if they decide to throw the number one guy. They may not. Maybe they think that they're good enough um, because uh, from, from what I understand, hey, you know, I know so much about college baseball. Um, the way I understand it, none of these teams are great pitching, have great pitching. Um, so the thought is, um, you know, you save your best arms, um, throw your secondary guys because your offense should be able to carry you, and that way you don't have to wear out your best guys. Um, you know, I, I, there was thought that Louisville may hold their starter until uh, the third game of the series. Um, just because um, if you wait and hold it, then when it's an elimination game to where you can move on, um, you can just do it from there. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I have no idea. Um, you know, I am definitely much more of a casual Louisville baseball fan. I call myself an Atlanta Braves fan. I did not even celebrate when the Braves won the World Series last year. <laughs> so uh, I am definitely much more of a, you know, they're wearing red. They have a bird on their jersey. I'm going to cheer for them. In the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have a bird on the jersey, so I, I, I'm excited about it. It's kind of like the same way I, I watched one Louisville women's volleyball or Louisville volleyball game um, the whole year, and that was the Final Four game when they played against Wisconsin the Giants, and that was the first game that I had seen all year um, of, of the uh, volleyball team. So, <laughs> hey, I still support my Cardinals uh, 100%, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I – uh, watch these guys on, on a daily basis. Uh, but, you know, hopefully Dan McDonald and crew can get it done um, and get back to a super regional, even though, unfortunately, um, sounds like they won't be hosting if Texas A&M takes care of business. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but uh, <clears throat> other things going on uh, in the world of sports, I know we are uh, up against it, uh, up against the break. I have some uh, some thoughts on the finals, I also have some thoughts on uh, what's going to happen next if Haven's worried about the fact that Louisville has not gotten any more commitments. Louisville did lose a big commitment. Malachi Smith, um, a guard who took his name out of the NBA draft, uh, had get, gotten some interest uh, from the University of Louisville. There was some buzz that that could happen. Malachi Smith did decide to commit to Gonzaga um, over this uh, the last couple of days. Um, you know, Gonzaga lost – um, several guys to the NBA draft. Uh, Drew Timmy, uh, actually um, their best player, um, decided to come back, which I, doesn't surprise me. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to have a – he's a second-round player um, just trying to hang on in the NBA, if, if at all. Um, so that really doesn't surprise me that he decided to come back. Enjoy your best years. That's the, be that's the biggest thing about NIL is a lot of these guys are going to be able to enjoy their best years uh, – in college, and there's no pressure and rush to leave because now with NIL, you can make a little money. And for a lot of these guys, your best earning potential is while you're in college now. Uh, and I think Drew Timmy, a lot like Oscar Sheepway, fall into that same category where I think they, they have a possibility of making more money um, in college than they would in the pros. 
Um, so glad to see Drew Timmy's back. Um, you know, Gonzaga's going to get hyped up once again. Of course, Jeff Goodman's already ready to put them at number one <laughs> preseason. I'm so tired. Like, I understand Gonzaga's a nice little team, and I understand they dominate the West Coast Conference. They should never be the number one team. Like, let's keep it real. Like, they they need to be capped at about number nine or number ten. Because literally any time they actually play another real team, they lose. Because they don't have the talent. They usually don't have, they lack the athleticism. They don't lack the physicality down low. Uh, you know, when they play against teams that have that physical advantage, they lose. They, they almost lost to Memphis. Um, and Memphis played like crap all year. And, you know, had um, Imani Bates been maybe a little bit healthier and already gotten back into a rhythm, they probably would have beaten uh, Gonzaga in, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I'm just, I'm so tired of the Gonzaga thing. Like, please. But I mean, you know, they're, you know, they're that Cinderella type of team. It's over. It's, but they're not they're, Cinderella when they're number one. Preseason number one, Haven. Uh, we, but, 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 but they're still a small school. Yeah, you're preseason number one, but, you know, they're still a mid major school. So, yeah, they're mid-major number one, but people really don't view them as a threat to win it all. But see, my problem with that is that they're taking somebody else's seeding, seed line when you know good and damn well they're not that good. They've never been that good. Like, they've had some, some nice teams, but just going undefeated, <laughs> I would tell y'all what Haven's doing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Hour number two coming up. Uh, Wake Up 502. We can get into that. If you have thoughts on Crappy Gonzaga or anything else, we'll be here to talk about it. Wake Up 502, Big Express Radio, WXVW.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Wake up, 502. Stairway to heaven. Led Zeppelin. Another classic. Love it. Love it. Led Zeppelin. Mm. <laughs> Feel like it's apropos for the day, Haven. I would definitely agree, my friend. Definitely agree. Absolutely, absolutely. And we are apropos for talking about <laughs> this craziness that is <laughs> the, the universe. I, I, I can't I can't deal with the the, the uh I see so there's just so there's so much going on, so much salt being tossed here and there and everywhere, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward, Haven, and we're gonna talk about something else that, that we can throw shade and salt at, and that's uh this University of Louisville basketball team. Um so we talked about it. We touched on it before the break. Um, that, uh, of course, uh, the, the announcement was Malachi Smith, um, a guy who Louisville had targeted, uh, decided to, you know, I don't know if he took the bag. I don't know if he just took the opportunity to play. Um, I don't really know the situation, uh, the guard situation with uh, the Bulldogs, but Malachi decided to take his talents from Chattanooga, which is where he was previously, uh, and take his talents out west um, to Gonzaga. Um, to play in the West Coast Conference. I would personally would not want to play 20 straight crap squads. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know. That that doesn't seem like a fun time to me, but uh, to each their own. Uh, but it does leave Louisville in a bit of a predicament. Like, we've, we've heard um, that Louisville is excited about so many of these young prospects. I've heard Kamari Lands, um, the, v, the very talented kid, um, uh, that Louisville had committed uh, originally from the Indianapolis area, um, played prep school uh, ball in Arizona. He is now, I believe, on campus at the University of Louisville. We've heard about him at 6'8", 220-odd pounds or so, that he may be able to play some guard. Um, you know, Mike James, of course, who got the, had the it's coming off the Achilles injury uh, from Florida, 6'6", kind of a wing. Uh, we've heard that he could possibly play some guard as well. But right now, Haven, Louisville has one guard on the roster. That's L. Ellis. And while Elbert is a very talented young man, and yes, I did call him by his government name, Elbert, Louisville's going to need more than Elbert to win. They're going to need um, to have some things happen. And I think that one of those things that needs to happen, uh, we will probably get some news within the next 10 days, I'd say. Um, I believe that... Um, we may start to hear some rumblings from the Imani Bates camp uh, next week. Um, we heard that from their camp, uh, Jeff Goodman said that um, it was expected that Bates was probably going to have a mid-June decision uh, for when he's going to decide to where, where he's going to go to school. Um, Haven, in your estimation, I know a lot of people have thought that Imani Bates was pretty much a done deal to Louisville for a while. Um, we heard that because Michigan lost – um, a couple of guys uh, to the NBA draft that now uh, Imani, who is a Michigan, um, uh, he, he's from Michigan, he's from the state of Michigan, he's a Michigander, um, that now maybe Michigan's actually in play, even though Michigan went out of their way to say they weren't recruiting Imani Bates <laughs> back when Imani put out his top six. 
um what back that that was what the end of march i think he put out his top six in louisville and michigan eastern michigan uh, and a couple other schools were on there um went out of his way to uh Juwan howard did to say that they weren't recruiting recruiting um amani but now that michigan has lost a couple of guys um to the nba draft now the thought is hmm you know, maybe Amani's going to rethink that. Maybe Michigan is in play uh, for Louisville, or excuse me, for Michigan. Um, a, how important is Amani Bates uh, to Kenny Payne's efforts this year? And B, would, in your opinion, you think there's anything to worry about, or do you still think that Amani is probably in Louisville's bag? Uh, my gut instinct is I'm, I'm not worried just yet. Okay. But college basketball is a guards game. Yes. It is very much so a guards game. You can't go in a season with one guard and then three tall dudes that can dribble and possibly shoot. I mean, it's it's just it's just not gonna happen. He's he's gonna have to find some guards someplace. They might you know, they may not be the, the most highly touted guys. But you gotta find guys someplace. Would you say that uh, Amani is a must get? I'm not gonna say he's a must get because I'm sure there's some other people out there you could probably still get. But it'd be nice to have him. It'd be really nice to have him. But you know, I, I I have faith. So far, Kenny has been proven to be uh, uh pretty quick. He's you know proven to be like really smart, able to put together great staff. You know, he's brought in some top-notch guys. So, you know, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how the whole thing shakes out. But, yeah, we definitely going to need some guards. I'm, I'm I'm getting a little worried. I'm not kind of Chris Mack worried where I was like, oh, this dude's never going to get a guard. <laughs> well, it's funny because there's actually a, a blast from the past, the name that Louisville fans uh, should know uh, from when uh, the, the last recruiting class that uh, Rick Pitino was putting together before he got canned. Um, included this young man, uh, Courtney Ramey, um, who, of course, decommitted from the University of Louisville and spent his next four years uh, at the University of Texas. Uh, Courtney Ramey, uh, a, a young man who is, I guess, reputed as more of a combo guard. Uh, he can play on the ball. He was recruited as a point guard to Louisville, um, but did spend a lot of time both on and off the ball at Texas. Um, played his four years. Um, he did go into the NBA draft for consideration. He did pull his name out of the draft and into the transfer portal. Of course, um, we know that Tyrese Hunter um, decided that he was going to uh, uh, send his services down there to Texas. Uh, Tyrese, a guy who was a transfer from Iowa State, uh, who was considered to be the number one point guard uh, available in the uh, portal. Um, decided to go down to Texas, so I guess Courtney decided, you know what, with Hunter coming in um, and Marcus Carr deciding that he was going to return to school, yeah, I need to get out of here because probably going to be sitting the bench. Courtney did start 32 games for the Texas Longhorns last year, Um, so he's a young man um, who, of course, we know has talent. He was a top 75, top 80 player uh, coming out uh, of school when Rick Pitino had him committed to the University of Louisville. Um, uh, I think that that's the type of player haven that Louisville needs. 6'2", 
a known ball handler, a guy that has power five experience. Like I said, he's been um, a multiple year starter uh, for Texas, you know, in the Big 12. Had 32 starts last year. Um, can play both on the ball, off the ball. Shot about 35% from three. Um, I feel like that's a dude that Louisville needs to close on. Like, he's not an elite player, but that's what you're talking about, right? Uh, when you talk about, you know, maybe they don't get the best players, but they need to get solid veteran ball handlers. Yeah, I mean, you can work on guards apparently next year, but uh, you need guys. You right need now. guys. You need bodies. You basically just need bodies. Yeah. You just need bodies. And just hopefully your wing players are good enough, your post players are good enough, they can carry the team. But like I said, you know, college basketball is a guards league. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what it is. If you don't have good guard play, you're not going to make it too far. I mean, how many teams have won, you know, the whole thing with decent guard play but you know nice bigs and this has been too many at least not recently no 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 i mean it's definitely always been much more about the guard play um and i think courtney is a guy who you know people say well what makes him so good or why you know why should like i don't think like courtney ramey is like perfect to me like he's a dude that you can come in if he needs to start he can start um, you know, he's a, he's a good enough defender. Um, he's a guy who's played at the power five level his whole career. You know, one of the things about Jared West, um, you know, while he was good at uh, Marshall, um, he played at Marshall, you know, and I mean, you're not playing at the top level. Um, Courtney was playing at the top level. Courtney was considered a, a, a you know, a top recruit coming out, a top 100 player. Um, that's the type of guy that you're looking for. He has power five size. He has power five experience. Um, he's not a guy who's going to um, shy away. You know, he's put, he spent the last two years in the NCAA tournament making, you know, decent runs in the NCAA tournament. So that's the type of guy that you would like. Now the question becomes for a guy like Ramey, he only has one year of eligibility left. You don't know if the university of Louisville is going to uh, have a postseason ban or not. Um, you know, that that's going to be the question um, is going to be will Courtney Ramey um, knowing that there's a possibility that Louisville won't be able to play in the NCAA tournament. Do you want to spend your one year at Louisville? We well, you know for a guy like him, it may not really matter if you make the tournament or not. I mean, he's shown that his ultimate goal is to make the NBA. Yeah. And if you can have a head coach that was just recently an assistant with the New York Knicks. Yeah. He may be able to help you get he, that. He may be help you get what you really want, which is to lead. That's a good point. And he spent the last two years making, you know, runs in the NCAA tournament that, that fell short. So, I mean, it's not like – it wasn't a situation like where Jarrett West or um, – Christian uh, Cunningham yeah, those guys. Yeah, guys that had never been to the tournament that wanted to have a chance to make it. It's a little different with, with Ramey because yeah. he has been through that. Plus, Ramey put his name in the draft. So, he obviously wants to go someplace that's going to increase his draft status. So he can make it to the league. Because apparently he went someplace, you know, he put his name in there. It was like, no, you need to do this, this, that, and the third, X, Y, and Z. You're not ready yet. So he's like, oh, I need to go someplace that's going to get me ready. Texas hasn't got me ready, apparently, for the league. So maybe I can go play for Louisville with the guy who just left the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Danny Manning, a guy who's been in the league, and Nolan Smith, a guy who's trained several guys at Duke yeah. uh, to get to the league and was in the league himself. I mean, And Kenny, who's put – 
a bazillion dudes like in the league. So, you know, might as well play for these guys. I understand the draw. I mean, no, no you, you make a good point. And I think that's one of the big differences that I had not thought about. See, this is why Haven Harrington, this is why you are the architect. You know what I'm saying? Because the angles that you bring, that's something I didn't really think about is the fact that true. Because Courtney Ramey's a little different because he already's had that. This is more about getting ready for the next level and putting yourself in the best position uh, to be a pro. Um, and, and that that is definitely a draw that with Louisville, with the three guys that uh, that they have leading uh, this university, they all have played in the NBA and they have all trained guys for, for the NBA. And one guy coached in the NBA. Yeah, which is even bigger because you know your job is bringing in talent, coaching talent. So that's even bigger than just playing in a league. You coach in the league, so you know what coaches are looking for. That's a good point. That's, that's, that's actually an excellent point. Uh, the the texter into the uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, wake, uh, he says, main event on Wake Up 502. <laughs> Why did Louisville schedule um, a series with Western on people on Twitter uh, call it a revenge game? WKU should never be a rivalry with Louisville. By the way, bring Brom home. And <laughs> he says, Louisville should play a series with Iona. Well, I, look, I look at it like this. Um, Western Kentucky should always be on the schedule. Um, I personally feel that Louisville and UK should play Western, Murray, and Moorhead every year. Those are and Eastern too, truthfully, because those are all the Division One schools uh, in the state. What about Bellarmine? And well, now Bellarmine. I'm sorry, my bad, Scotty, and Bellarmine as well. Like I personally feel that instead of having all the directional use from you know all everywhere else, I personally feel that that Louisville and Kentucky should play all all the Division One schools in Kentucky a lot like the Big Five. The Big Five up in Philly, they play each other every year. Regardless of what league they're in, those five schools play every year. I feel like the the Division One schools here in the state of Kentucky should play each other every year. Louisville well, and Kentucky already play every year. Or not just like rotate them out. So like you know, play three this year, and then play the other ones the year after. That'd be, that, that, I'd be okay with that. But but you're always playing somebody in state. Yes, and I'm okay with WKU and Louisville because Louisville and WKU have always had good games, and they, um, you know, WKU is definitely the third. Uh, of the big three, uh, you know, of, of the big uh, Division One teams in the state. So I'm okay with playing WKU every year. I think it's good for them. It's good for us. Um, WKU always has some links uh, to uh, the University of Louisville in some way or fashion. Um, so I'm okay with that. You know, you, you say play a series with Iona. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like – Rick Pitino homecoming, like, are you about that? Like, what what, what do you think about that? I'm I'm on the fence on the weather. I, I, first of all, I don't feel like Kenny Payne wants that smoke year one, but I don't know what a Louisville coach has to gain from playing Rick Pitino at Iona. Like, to me, that only feels like a lose-lose. Like, as if you win, you were supposed to win, and if you lose, you lost to the old Louisville coach, and he's at Iona now, and you lost to him. Hey. <laughs> I don't feel like there's any upside to playing Coach Patino. You know what? No Ferro. <laughs> Zero. I, mean, I, I said, Zero. man, no fear. Play everybody, anybody, anywhere. It doesn't matter who. Take all challengers. Thank was, you, Pentagon. Hey, hey no problem. <laughs> Pentagon dark, to be exact. Yes, sir. 
For those who don't know, that's a Lucha Underground wrestling reference. So yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and P- Pentagon, who is now uh, uh, he's AEW, right? Yes, AEW Pentagon Zero Piero is now his name in AEW. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, but yeah, no fear. No, I I understand. In I understand your point. Here's the thing. I just don't feel like Louisville has anything to gain from playing Iona, and Iona has a pretty damn good program right now. Louisville, and you don't have anything to you don't have anything to gain except for a W, and beating Rick Pitino, and maybe, maybe that's enough. Uh, maybe this is Denny's final uh, sword in the coffin <laughs> for his protege to rise up and, and defeat. Oh, he would love that. But hey, you know what? Even if they don't, don't worry because don't even if Louisville doesn't play Iowa in regular season, the NCAA uh, tournament we'll the selection committee will absolutely put them in the first round of the tournament, <laughs> but, playing each other. I think we should play Bellarmine every year as well. I mean, I think it should be Western Bellarmine and then rotate some of the other schools. I like that. You know what? It popped in my head just as you were saying it. I really like that. Louisville and Bellarmine should play every year along with Western and then rotate Moorhead, Eastern, and uh, Murray. I really like that. That's that. That's pretty strong right there. And, you know, since UK always tries to find their way out of playing tough games. They can we, play Eastern and Murray and then rotate everybody else. You know what? Haven, write up the documents. We're sending that to the governor. Let's make it happen. I'll give Andy a call right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to send Andy a text to, to do a commercial break. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that done. <laughs> I like, you know, I, I, I really like that thought. I really like that. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, I think that, that makes sense. You know, um, now, now what I, I would think that it would be really cool when people were talking about this is, you know, Louisville and Bellarmine playing and play, playing the game out at Freedom Hall. Maybe not every every year, but rotating it back and forth every year between Freedom Hall and the Yum Center. What would you think about that? That's fine. I mean, it's still in both in, in city schools. So, like, yeah. I like it. I like. I think that that's something that needs to happen. Like now, I know that they said that Louisville uh, or Memphis reached out to Louisville about getting the Louisville Memphis game back going. Uh, hey, do it and, and and making that a thing. Um, I know that uh, so there's been several guys that have reached out. Like a lot of people are wanting to play Louisville. Of course, Louisville's going to be in that. Um, uh, not the the battle for Atlantis. They're going to be over there. The Maui. Invitational Classic over there. I believe they're playing in Maui this year. Man, you know what? Bring back Memphis State. I know it's not Memphis State anymore, but bring back Memphis State. It's still Memphis State. It's still Memphis State to me. Bring back Memphis State. Bring back uh, Baskerville Homes. You got to have Cincinnati on the schedule. Elliot Perry. Yes. Have, have those guys just like on the sidelines. Like every game, you got to Anthony Hardaway. He'll be there. He's coach anyway. But, you know, every game, you know, you're going to have to. Like bring back like one of the old, <laughs> one of the old names, Kelly Wise. Yeah, yeah and like, uh, not not Kelly Wise, Willie Wise, Willie and, Wise. And it's something like sit there, just like chilling. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you just you just have to do it. You, yeah. just, you just have to. Do Louisville it. Memphis should play every year. Louisville Cincinnati should play every year. Louisville DePaul should play every year. Um, I mean, and Louisville Kentucky. Honestly, with basketball, you have so many throwaway games. You could easily like make. Like make this happen, have a really not impact anything that you do. I mean, everybody remembers the Louisville DePaul game because literally there was always a bus, still what twelve bus loads of people driving up to Chicago. No matter, no matter what day of the week that game was on, 
We was riding in Chicago. A bunch of old black people in leather pants. <laughs> and, and, and a black Rolling uh, up there. U of L outfit. They're going to go on to Mission Avenue, baby. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go get some of their pizza. They're going to go shopping. Go to get some Harold's Chick on the way out. Get some Harold's Chicken. It's going down. Like, that was, like that, that's what Louisville basketball is all about. I know, uh, you know, cer- certain people uh, in the, on the football side are saying that, you know, they, they don't want to go to nine games in the SEC because they want to preserve the Louisville game because, you know, if the SEC goes to nine games, they've got to get rid of the Louisville game because they got to get those three wins. So Louisville, ah. Well, you know what? That that may that as long as Satterfield's here, that that may not be the case. Oh no, I'm talking about Mark Stoops. That was Mark Stoops' words. Now, that's what I'm saying. But as long as Satterfield's here, that may not be the case. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just being honest. I mean, until I mean, Louisville's not running no, away from that game. No, honestly, if, if if you were Mark Stoops and you saw how the first two games went that you played them. I mean, would you want to change anything? I mean, but UK is the one that's talking about dropping the series. I'm not, not it's not this. This isn't this is not coming from the Louisville side. Kentucky is it's basically never come from Louisville. It's always come from the UK side. I mean, you, even when drop the game, but the, like, what type of irrational fear is that that you've dominated the last two games and you're still talking about trying to drop the series? I actually, dominated the last uh, four. I mean that's that's fair. I mean, but that that even goes further to my point. Why are you still trying to, to figure out a way to run away from that game when you're winning the game right now? Yeah, right, you're more than winning the game. I mean, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I, 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 even if the SEC goes to a nine game schedule, like, are you really going to drop the series if if you're Mark Stoops? Yeah. Really? For guaranteed win? Oh, my God. They would. Uh, what a but chicken. But I would do it after Satterfield has proven he can get the game close. What a chicken. You know what that is. I mean, but, I mean, it is, it is what it is. That is not is what it is. Nobody wants to see that crappy football. Look how long it Nobody took. wants to see Eastern Michigan. Nobody wants to see Chattanooga. Nobody wants, like, I mean, I'm not even a Kentucky fan, and I don't want the Kentucky fans to have to deal with that bull crap. Nobody wants to see that. Like, football is about its rivalries. That's what makes football football. Well, you know what? It may be one of those things that even if they go to nine games, they actually may mandate that you still got to play your rival. It's now, ridiculous. Now, now, Kentucky will say that Tennessee is their natural rival, not Louisville, because that's what they said before they tried to get the series canceled when Bobby was all up in that butt. Oh, God. But, you know – you never know. They may, you know, they may be like, you know what? You still got to play your rivals, so you still got to play at least Louisville. All I'm gonna say you is this: Dodge Indiana and everybody else. Mark Stoops, sack up. You know what that means? Sack up. Have a pair. I mean, you own Satterfield at, at the moment. Why are you scared? You like you that, 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 that's you want to show and prove that you're scared without saying you're scared. You talking about canceling the series that you are currently dominating? <laughs> And you still trying to run away from the game. That's when you know you suck. Oh, we got to get three guaranteed wins. But you're Kentucky. You're now the new powerhouse in the SEC East. Like, oh, I thought you were all big and bad now. And you still talking about, oh, well, you know, we got to have three guaranteed wins if we got to go to nine SEC games. Well, in their defense, they probably will have to play Texas starting next year. What so. a chicken little. I mean, they're, like I said, their defense, they probably, they probably will have to start playing Texas. I don't care. Louisville, Louisville 
and Kentucky should play every year. Oh, we Clemson should and South Carolina should play every year. They do. Florida State and Florida should play every year. They do. Like those games should not. But what I'm saying is. If any of those teams look at dropping that game because they go to a nine-game conference schedule, that's horrible. But those schools won't drop them. I mean, they just won't. I mean, South Carolina may drop Clemson, but what does South Carolina care? They're just a mediocre program. That's I mean, Pittsburgh and Penn been. State should play every year. Like that, like that, that, Dude, that, that literally, to, for those teams to play that one, the one time they did play, that took almost like an act of Congress. I mean, it literally took like – Pressure from the governor and everybody in the state legislature to make that game happen. It's ridiculous. Like, like this Penn State does not want to play Pitt at all, at all. They don't want and, none and, of that. And Penn State would beat them down like almost every year, but they just refuse to play that game. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's now, ridiculous. I will say this: the backyard brawl is going to be back this year. Oh, is it? Oh yeah, man. Pitt and West Virginia. Yeah. Now that, now that's a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one I love too. Absolutely. I mean, well, Texas, I, of course, Texas A&M and Texas will be back once <laughs> the Big 12 lets Texas and Oklahoma leave. They are holding on to those teams. Like, even though they've already signed to leave to go to the SEC, I've heard that they're going to make them play out their full contract. Like, so they're making them stay in the uh, Big 12 until, like, 2026. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, honestly, I would. I because mean, think about it. Texas and Oklahoma ran That's like 12. a shotgun marriage. But, basically, but here's the thing. Like, Texas made the Big 12 bend to their every command. It's like you have the Big 12 network – and Texas had their own television network, completely separate of everybody else, yeah. right? And Texas always has made everybody else has bend to their will, bend to their will because they're <laughs> always they the bounced. big dog, you know. And now they're bounced. Other teams, are, yeah, those teams are legal salty because number one, you lose your two best teams. They gave you like legitimacy, so now they're gone. Who are you going to fill them with? It's like nobody left to the backfill them with that's anywhere near Well, the they already announced it's like, what is it, like Cincinnati? And yeah, yeah, whatever. So there's nobody else <laughs> that, you, that you can fill them with. I mean, literally, there's nobody. I mean, once Luke Fickle leaves Cincinnati, went Cincinnati at that point. You know, it's like, oh, no, we suck again. You know, it's like, like, like what happens? It's like there's, there's no other good teams left. You had a chance to get Louisville when Louisville like, really wanted to go. You passed to West Virginia. I get it. I can dig it. And now you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're stuck being Conference USA, the Conference USA. <laughs> hey, hey, I have a texter into the text line. Uh, text in uh, 502-414-1450. Oh, by the way, and, and I know I'm just telling you all this four minutes before the show is about to be over with. We are getting preempted once again uh, by uh, high school baseball. Um, so we, we are going to have play-by-play uh, coming up here. Um, so we are actually doing, once again, a truncated version of Wake Up 502. Uh, so th- we will actually be out of here um, at 1040. My apologies for not letting you guys know this earlier, um, but I didn't want to get this text in before we got out of here. Uh, on the Thorns text line, he says, I see Haven is a big uh, Denny Crum fan. He says, I do respect Denny uh, for what he uh, did at, for the University of Louisville program. He said, but I am critical of Denny Crum's recruiting after Wade Houston left being uh, at Louisville uh, too long, especially after Dewan Wheat's final year. Um, I mean, I have to agree with him that it was definitely time for Denny to go. Oh, it was beyond time for Denny to go. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like once Wade Houston left, it was a wrap. 
Yeah, Larry Gay did nothing but like get Louisville in trouble. He did bring Samaki Walker with him, but like other than that, all he did was get U of L put on like sanctions. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, after that, after Wade left, uh, that that was it. Batman Robin broke up. The Justice League was no more. The wheels start falling off slowly but surely. But hey, but but Denny's a great coach, and honestly, one of the reasons I'm partial to Denny because I was the student manager of the SAC. Denny's like last couple years, I got I got let him in and out the office. We lost his keys and stuff. So I got a chance to interact with Denny personally, watch him, watch film. The guy let me watch film with him. Like he broke down like basketball film. So it's fair. A little soft spot. That's fair. Rick was never the nicest dude in the world. So that's true. FYI. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, but you know, Denny had his time. It was definitely time for him to go. But it's kind of one of those things when you are the captain, it's kind of hard to tell the captain it's time to give up the ship. (laughs) Very hard. Especially when you've had as much success as he had. Um, So, I mean, Tom Jurich definitely was not a popular figure for Denny Crum because he was the dude that was charged with saying, yeah, it's time for you to roll, giving those walking papers. So, you know, it was a tough but necessary job. And before we go, I just want to say one thing. Yes, sir. Politicians are temporary, but Wu-Tang gets forever. I saw that yard sign the other day. So I actually had a yard sign that said, Politics are temporary, but Wu-Tang is forever. <laughs> really, I like it. That is hilarious. Hey, Haven, I have really enjoyed this today. Um, just once again, want to give a heartfelt shout-out to our man, Douglas Mann, who unfortunately passed away uh, this week. Um, so this, this music has been dedicated to him. Um, so much love, much thoughts, uh, and prayers with Douglas and his uh, family and to the family of Wake Up 502, uh, WXVW, Big X Sports Radio. For Sean ha- uh, Myers, Haven Harrington, we're out of here. And a new day will dawn for those who stand alone.